Miss Fangie, you didn't just come back. Bitch, you came through. Now, sashay away. Thank you, guys. Now, let's go ahead and get my little stance. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Vanessa, Vangie, motherfucking Mateo. <laughs> Thank you. Love ya. I might come back. Don't turn off the spotlight yet. <laughs> So I think earlier in the season, you know, in the uh, running stream of uh, Best Supporting Actress nominations we've had every episode, I think we have talked about Vanjie in the past, and I believe I had said, Vanjie's going to earn her BSA, and we're going to know when it happens, and it's not going to be some... Glenn Close and the wife, not to bring up a controversial topic, uh, kind of win. This is going to be like a Sandra Bullock in the blindside situation. She's going to earn it. And I have to say, with this exit, Miss Vanjie, Vanessa Vanjie Mateo, earns the Best Supporting Actress for this episode. Agreed. Another iconic exit with Vanjie refusing to get off the stage, essentially. Yeah. Um, what's more What's more iconic than walking backwards? Uh, coming back three times. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it was like for fans of the Golden Girls, it was almost like an homage to the last episode when Dorothy keeps running into the house to say goodbye. It was, uh, I don't know if that was intentional, but I loved it. Um, I just, I loved when she's like, maybe I'll come back and maybe I'll, and then she like walks down next to like Silky. I was like, maybe I'll be at the finale. It was just. <laughs> right, right. Like I. I, the lawnmower went off. I mean, it was everything. Yeah, she just like I was. Yeah, I was so impressed at how she topped her her iconic exit because like the pressure was on. You know, in some ways. Oh yeah. Vanjie had to go home this season, so just so we could see what her exit was going to be. <laughs> That's a good point. We we had to see her exit again. That's totally true. And if you think totally about it, true. they like built it up to like as much as they could to make us wait for like what's Vanjie going to do this season? I mean. <laughs> After all, I mean, you know, it's funny. We're recording this, and it's the night of the last episode of Game of Thrones. I think we've all been holding right. our breath for both who's going to win the Iron Throne and what's Vanjie going to do when she gets eliminated finally. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, going along with her elimination, she had that quote, sometimes the door closes. Find the back door, bitch, and get in. Uh, it's a definition I, of being it, gay, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and for for Vanjie for sure, uh, she, you know, she found her way in somehow, uh, even though she was eliminated. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I think it's worth saying. I don't even think we need to, but I think it's worth saying that uh, Vanessa is going to leave the show and and be as iconic and and important to the Drag Race fandom and Drag Race lore as Alyssa Edwards. You know, at this point, where yeah. we're, we're going to want to know what she's up to uh, a year from now. Yeah, like she may have not like been she didn't win any challenges, but like it doing well on Drag Race only really matters on Drag Race. She has all the important stuff that you need to do well off of Drag Race, which is like the personality, the charisma. She it's not that she's not talented, like she's obviously, you know, super talented, but like it didn't all translate in the show. But she was right. able to get everybody to really finally like anyone who missed her the first go around got a chance to fall in love with her this time. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
I, I, I hope people fell in love with her. I, I don't know a moment when I wasn't in love with her still. You know, she, she was always funny. And I guess that brings me to my next kind of query. Is it safe to call Vanessa something of a narrator? What was she? That's a good, you know, that's so funny you bring that up. We have not talked at all about who the narrator of season 11 has been. We have not talked about yeah. that at all. Um, yeah, it, it because, well, that's probably a bigger topic. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would, I would say Vanessa is very close to it, but it was, you know, less of a narrator and more of a commentator. Yes, um, that's what I was going to say. More so, of a commentator. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, she, you know, she's down, she's down in the in the the trenches with them, you know, reporting live here. Um, yeah. Commentating yeah. on the action. Yeah. She's the um, Christina Amanpour of Drag Race. Yeah. Where <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it? Christiane. I don't whatever. In any event, you know, I don't want to get a copyright infringement. But um, I, uh, in any event, I think that this season, now that I think about it, was like all commentators. Like I think about Evie. I think about, um you know, Akira, like I think about the, you know, Silky, like everybody's just commenting. Right. Everyone's just kind of adding color commentary, but there's no one that we're following along the same way we followed Monet or Katya or um, who was the yeah. narrator, or Monet twice, right? Wasn't she the narrator Monet of both twice. her seasons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Um, yeah, there was, it, it was missing, um, which is, uh, I don't know, maybe a reason why the season just kind of veered away maybe the the over editing of the producers kind of uh, took that away from us i don't know yeah because uh, you know with the overproduction um we don't have the chance for a narrator somebody who we can trust to kind of tell us what's going on because i don't think any of them were like oh yeah this is all fine this is fine because yeah the writing was all over every wall every faux wall well, yeah, it's. I think that um, you know, Silky, in a way, kind of having this running storyline throughout the whole season. Um, you know, just kind of things kind of always went back to Silky and like you know what she was doing and how she was handling the challenges or who she was conflicting with. And in some ways, that made her. I don't think that made her like the protagonist or the main character or a narrator of the season. But I think what we saw this season was like people were main characters the way that they're main characters on reality shows. You know what I mean? Like, they're just the point of focus. They're not who are, like, they're not who we're following on this journey. Does that make sense? Right. So, yeah. So, for, like, Game of Thrones fans, the the book, if you read the books, is about many different characters, but each chapter is through somebody's eyes. Or mm -hmm. if you read The Help, it's through each of the women in that book's eyes. And so it just kind of keeps trading and you keep trading on whose eyes you're seeing it through. Mm -hmm. And, I, and in, in many ways, you know, the producers did some sort of job uh, all season using each eyes uh, mm. per episode. I think you're right. I think that's what was, was different this season is that we were getting and we were getting different perspectives so that, you you know, in the beginning it was like, oh, you know, you you. Maybe this is similar to Game of Thrones. You know, obviously, I've only watched a few episodes. I'm not trying to be one of those people who is like, well, I don't watch Game of Thrones, but I really don't. Oh, but you are that person. Well, whatever. <laughs> like, hey, if the shoe fits, buy two, girl. Um, but I... <laughs> but, you know, I think it's similar in that, like, in the beginning, you think, oh, okay, I'm going on this journey with uh, Ariel Versace. I'm going on this journey with, you know, Scarlet, And then, like... 
you know, you don't really know who's, you kind of get set up to think each person might be like, you know, the way that they're talking to you in the he- talking heads. Okay, I feel like we might be on this journey together for a while. And then, mm. you know, boom, they're out. And so well, that's, I, yes. And that you're right. That is very Game of Thrones where mm-hmm. like they'll pull the rug out from you and they'll be like, nope, actually not the focus. Yeah. No, See absolutely. You, Nina. Good, yeah. Good, good, good analogy. Colin, yeah. Um, for something, you know, nothing about. You know, I know. You know nothing. I know. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I know, I feel like it makes me think of Streetcar, or not, no, Glass Menagerie. You don't know nothing about anything. Go to the movies. <laughs> Go to the Go movies. To the movies. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love, oh, God, that play. Oh, that I play know. Is devastating. That play. Is devastating. Um. <laughs> you don't know anything. You don't know nothing. Yeah. <laughs> for, for our Marys to realize, Colin and I went to see Glass Menagerie together starring Sally Field. So we saw the reboot the reboot. Uh, we saw both. You know, we the saw revival. We saw the Cherry Yes, we Jones saw the one with too. Zachary Kinto with Cherry Cherry Jones and we saw the one with uh Sally. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, so God, what a play. Um yeah. anyway, Mary's uh so Vanessa uh, sent home iconically, which I think is perfection. Um, obviously, there's that lip sync to talk about. But before we jump into the episode, let's tell our Marys what they're listening to. Well, they are, of course, listening to another episode of All Right, Mary. All right, Mary. All right, Mary. Which is, of course, our podcast dedicated to all things Drag Race, the world of Drag Race, and the paradigm that RuPaul has created with this little beady beady TV show. I'm Johnny. And I'm Colin. And this week, we are rounding the corner on season 11. We are wrapping up ship. Wrapping up ship? Wrapping up shop? Closing up shop? I don't know. We're finishing the season out. (laughs) Kitchen's closed, girl. Kitchen's closed. We're just doing cold appetizers. Um, So, uh, yeah. Uh, Soup and nuts. Soup Soup and nuts. nuts. We're just doing soup and nuts. Um, uh, and so, yeah, this emphasis week- on the nuts. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and so this week we are, uh, of course, discussing the Queens Everywhere episode, um, which I know that's the name of the song, but it just feels so like Queens Everywhere. Like it, just, I don't like it. Doesn't have the same. It's it's not it's not like cha um, cha bitch or like um, yes, right. You right, know what I mean? Right. It just feels like there's lots of queens. <laughs> Queens everywhere. Queens everywhere. They're just kind of reiterating this concept of lots of queens everywhere. And I feel like most songs have been that, that RuPaul's been producing is just, there's queens everywhere. And so this just feels a little literal. (laughs) And fine, you know. Oh, it's fine. Um, It's fine. I think, you know what this makes me think of? It's, It's a fine song. Obviously, it was like the feature of the episode. But like... It reminds me of this review of the hours I read, um, you know, when it, when the hours came out and someone was talking about Meryl and they were just saying, saying like, well, you know, Meryl does her standard Meryl. She cries. She, you know, like she gives us her typical Meryl performance. It's good. It's just, okay. Yep. Checked all the Meryl boxes. And so this right, kind of feels Meryl. similar for like a Rue song. I'm like, okay, it's no sissy that walk, you know? I, I, I was surprised that, you know, I was expecting it to be Mighty Love, right? Because usually the runway song is yes. what they they bring to the end. So it was interesting uh, that it was a, a, a brand new song, I guess, produced by Markaholic. Yeah. Um, I don't know Lucian where. Lucian Piani 2.0, I'm calling him. Yeah. And, and uh, who is that hot guy from All Stars 4? Vaughn. Uh, uh, oh, man. What was his name? Like, remember him? Remember that guy? The kind of like, you know, sort of like uh, Schlumpy Silverstein guy? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot his name already. Bummer. He had a J in there somewhere. Um, in any event. Lee Lee something? Lee? I don't know. Uh, Joie de Vivre? I don't worst. know. Jo- J. Joe <laughs> Lee? I think it was J. Joe Lee. <laughs> I think that's who it was. Okay, it was J. Joe Lee. Yeah, remember when J. Um, J. Joe Lee was on? Yeah. Um, <laughs> can I also just say, and this has not, I, I've thought this the entire season, but I finally have a chance to mention it, that... Um, mo- modern love. It always sounds like he's singing "I'm out of love," and so it, and it's and it's been feeling like not that I'm out of love, but I'm feeling a Wait, little. Wait, are you singing? Are you saying "Mighty Love" or "Modern Love"? Mighty Love, whatever, whatever it's supposed to be. Oh. It sounds like I'm out of love. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But it feels a little appropriate because I'm out of steam. I think as of this week. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. This. The episode, I, I didn't get to watch it live. I've been working like a fucking dog. I ran a half marathon yesterday. It's just been a fucking weekend. Sorry for my language, but it's, it's oh, been Well, a we lot. have the explicit and, thing on iTunes, so you're fine. Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, but uh, yeah, and I, I watched it on Friday morning. Um, obviously, I've been like waking up early to get ready for Saturday. Anyway, I, I watched on Friday morning and then watched it again while I was at work. Uh, it... it it just seemed longer. Didn't it yeah. seem longer to you? Yeah. And I don't know. It's it's not that it was like a bad episode. There was There's a lot in here. But, and again, I know we're a biased podcast. I was going to say, we are all right, we, Nina. All right, Nina. I mean, yes, we miss Nina. Nina's gone. Go West. Um, yeah. I, but at the same time, like, love Evie Oddly. Silky gives me great talking heads. Akira's hilarious. Brooklyn, you know. She does her thing, and then Vanjie, I love it. So it's it's not like I'm short queens, but queens everywhere, right? But queens I, everywhere. But there was, I don't know, it seemed so formulaic, like, oh, here's this episode now. I it's, agree. It's the, it's the music video episode with the choreography, and they have to write eight bars of a rap. You know, it's okay. Yeah. Um, the podcast, and then the rehearsal, and then they have to speak to a beautiful aspect of the show. They have to speak to a, a picture of their younger selves, and all of that. Um, I, I guess I, I don't know. I, I, I was expecting an acting challenge, and then another episode where this would happen. But I guess I don't know. They, they, they changed it up. So, yeah, I agree. I, I think that's why it felt long. Is that, um. And it's interesting in a season where I feel like they did a lot of new stuff and there were twists and they were kind of trying to change things up that this kind of like the penultimate episode, there was there was nothing new about it. And to be frank, like I was just kind of waiting for Vanjie to go home because it's like, well, no matter what happens, she hasn't won any challenges. So it doesn't make any sense for her to go to the finale compared to these other four queens who've all won a bunch of challenges. So right. there was no tension either. And then there was like the build up to the Brangy lip sync, which I was like, okay, this is the big moment. And I kind of feel like that it was really hard to feel any tension again. Cause it's like, well, there's Brooke who won four challenges. And then there's Vanji who's, you know, don't sleep on the turtles, but like, I don't think the turtles are round in the bend, you know, like, <laughs> I just don't see it happening, and I love Vanjie. The poor tortoise. The poor, yeah. yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I hear you all, all on that. You have these, you know, Rita rabbits uh, mm-hmm. reading everybody down the whole season and winning, and then the poor tortoise is trying and gets real close during the makeover challenge, and you know, doesn't get it, uh, and then, and then, you know, here we are. Don't sleep on the turtles, but. Uh, 
you know, it looks like somebody pressed the snooze button. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think uh, I, I think we ran out of turtle power. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Vangie and a half shell turtle power. Yeah. <laughs> Vangie and a half shell. Exactly. So, question, though. Do you think if if Vangie won the makeover challenge last week and so then she got that like, you know, that Miss Cracker win under her belt, so to speak. Do you think if everything played out the same way this week that there would be would that have made a difference in terms of the dramatic tension or was that still just kind of like, you know, a chihuahua no. humping a golden retriever, you know? Um, <laughs> um, what an image. Yeah. Um, no, no, I don't think it would have changed the tension. I think most people were seeing Akira and Silky going to the end. I mean, I know that there are some people that were waiting because they were like, it's Silky's turn. Oh, it's Silky's turn. Right. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Silky's been failing. This is how they're going to bring her down um, with this dance challenge and the rap challenge. And they were, you know, I think people were expecting that and then not seeing that uh, Vanjie didn't have a peak. Um, yeah. Because even, even if she had won, because most people, and correct me if I'm wrong, but most people, I think, believe Vanjie should have won, even the queens on the show. So, even though we all thought she should have won, there still wasn't any tension. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Like, I, I think that Vanjie would have need, needed to have a couple other wins, wins under her belt already. And I think that would have been, I mean, obviously, you know, what happens happens. But I think in the fantasy world, it, the Brangy lip sync, I think, could have been really cool if it really was down to, like, well, either one of them could win this, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think, and that makes me think of, in some ways, like... um Alyssa and Coco when they finally lip synced it was like I don't know I mean you know I mean I guess it was time for Alyssa to go but like there was that sense that like man I don't really know how this is gonna go down you know right right yeah I'm with you on that um I yeah there was no world where I could see Brooke not winning the lip sync right Same. I mean unless they they surprised us and it was actually there's a top five Right. Then I would have been like, whoa, OK. And that um, would have changed everything because they have to have four for this game. You know, uh, let's just, you know, there's room for everyone. Let's just say that. You sure. Know? Spin um, the wheel, land on my name, as, as Vanjie <laughs> yeah, said. Yeah. yeah. Um, I want to kind of switch topics a little bit. Uh, I, the, the episode starts out with Silky forgiving Evie. Um, and I wondered if you would allow me um, to give this episode a name an, uh, or a, a subtitle, which is Forgiving Silky? Question mark, instead of Forgiving Evie. Because a lot of what happened with Silky and the conversations with Silky were more humanizing, were showing a little bit more vulnerability. Uh, there wasn't any drama. Um, she wasn't arrogant. She was just kind of like... Uh, it seemed a little dejected um, and fighting. Um, and I wonder if you think the episode did enough for audiences to forgive Silky. That's a good question. I think that, I mean, I think if we're to use just the example of like the Silky and Evie conflicts in terms of forgiving her for that, you know, quote unquote, forgiving her because I'm not mad, you know, <laughs> like I know what you mean. Um, uh, I think it, it makes me think about like when that, when that conflict was really peaking and I think obviously social media was really like, you know, on fire about it. And it's like no one saw this episode where they like laughed and said, I really want to be your friend after this competition. Like no one saw how this story was going to be evolving. And I think right. that like I 
I think it's a lot's obviously going to depend on what happens in the finale, but I wouldn't mm. be surprised if people were more reticent about like loving on Silky again. And I don't, and there's probably a couple reasons for that, but um, I don't know. I think that my feelings are that I think Silky's great, but I keep being told that she's even better. You know what I mean? I see what you mean. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, but she's actually, no, no, she's actually, she's actually, yeah. I mean, the examples I find in this episode where we can, where the, the show kind of poses forgive Silky uh, have to do more with her personality rather than her drag. Um, mm-hmm. Because her drag is, you know, it's it's been it's been good, um, except when the padding was off, or except when the character was just silky over and over, um, w- when she was too dominating in the acting challenges, etc. Um, and then obviously that lip sync, right? Which I don't think people are over yet. Um, so yeah. for for me. I think forgiving Silky, you know, the assassination of Silky Nutmeg and Aj, um, I think that I don't think that's going to happen. I think people are like, all right, let's let's give you another chance. Maybe, maybe. Um, but the, 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 the that lip sync was an error, an yeah. error, especially because she was talking herself up so much. So it would actually be smart of the producers for the sake of Silky and her her fans um, to give her the redemption in the finale. Oh, like if she has, like if she has some Sasha Valor level, like lip sync. Yes. I mean, yes. listen, if she does like I, she earned her, well, I don't know if she earned her way there, but she's there. I mean, it wasn't my decision. She's there. Um, yeah. And if she puts on a great show and it's like all the details are in place and all of the nuances that are necessary to be America's next drag superstar are there. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, like, you know, at this point, I'm probably Team Evie, but I am also kind of like, all right, let's just let's just wrap this one up. I'm good. Mm. Like, I'm ready. Whatever. Like, I don't think I have very strong feelings at this point. And not to be like negative, I just don't. And some of it's you know because I was a big fan of Nina, and some of it's just like Drag Race fatigue. I don't know. Like that's yeah. That, that's I've my been tea. talking to a lot of folks about that about Drag Race fatigue. One of my students, um, if you're listening, hello, Nick. Um, one of my students was talking about that uh, the other night and or last night. And he was like, yeah, this has just been a lot and I'm ready for a break. And I can't believe that they're filming All Stars 5 now. And oh, my God, they're going to do this to us again. Like I it's it's too much. And I don't know if it's necessarily too much um, drag, but it might just be too much of the same formula or yeah. too much producing. And it's uh, so something really needs to change in All Stars 5 for me to be compelled, you know, but maybe I just need a summer off. You know, it's like school. It's like, ugh, one more exam and then I'm done, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So so we'll see. Um, I, I do have to say, uh, for Silky's sake, I vote for drag queens wearing glasses. I just think Silky oh. looks so cute when in those she was, glasses when she was, in drag. When she was reading in those baby's first glasses, when she was reading that mirror message, I was like, well, this is a look. <laughs> And that is a question. Yeah. How many times have we seen, how often have we seen, like, all I can think of is Miss Cracker's old lady look. It's like a queen in glasses on the runway. 
I, I, I know that, uh, well, Nina Bonita Brown, we would be remiss if we did not mention Nina Bo- Bonita Brown with the painted on glasses. Oh, um, obviously, yeah. o- <laughs> obviously, old lady drag. There's been glasses on the runway. Yeah. Um, executive realness, I, I, in, you know, executive realness. Exactly. I, I picture Kasha Davis and Alaska having glasses. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure Mary's will will tweet at us and send us lots of screen grabs and pictures of uh, amazing looks of glasses on the runway because I am a fan of it. And uh, it's it's never a bad look for me, especially when it's like, oh, I actually need these reading glasses. You know? <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, no, because I'm thinking of, like, I know I think Evie had some sunglasses earlier this season, but, like, I'm talking glasses. I'm talking, like, uh, you know, lens crafters. I'm talking, for, I'm talking, <laughs> like, uh, what is it? Foster's Grant realness. Welcome to the stage, War- Foster's Warby, Grant. Warby Parker, perhaps? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking for some light readers, you know? <laughs> I want something I can get at a, at a, at a kiosk in a, in a CVS. I want a 20-plus magnification so that I can read my Nora Roberts paperbacks. Uh, I, think you need, I think you need thicker glasses. I think you need thicker glasses. <laughs> That's my, my cousin Vinny. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. We're not supposed to uh, explain oh, yeah. our jokes. Oh, guys. that's right. I forgot. <laughs> should, whoops. whoops. Or as Let me say, change who I am for everyone else. <laughs> Can't wait. Anyway. <laughs> I was gonna. I was gonna say, as Evie oddly would say, <laughs> <laughs> we got so much Evie laugh this week, and I was. Oh, it was for perfect. It. it was perfect. Well, and this episode was certainly about the, you know, the rise of Evie. She's still in the competition. She's still here. Oh, um, she yeah. could win it. You know, she could. She I mean, I I dipped on her the past few weeks just because her performance dipped, and I know I was being fair weathered friend, but like this week, man, I think Ross said like this was such a good week for her, like. What yeah. a week to like end the the first half of the competition on the first stage of the competition on. Um, uh. She she just was like I guess you know just to say up front like I think in terms of the top five performances in terms of that final number in terms of even the runways like Evie just felt to me like the clear winner at least this week. Definitely the the runway. You know, if we're doing Drag Race Thailand rules, like she would have won the main challenge and the runway. Oh, you know, hands down, hands down. I mean, yeah. I mean, what we we should talk about her runway look right now. I I wonder maybe if we're going to structure this episode, um, maybe we just kind of talk about the final five. Yeah, uh, we kind of talked a little bit about Vanjie, but maybe we can revisit her in some of these other things. But just to talk about that runway with Evie, the three eyes, three boobs, three asses. Um, uh, and and then I went to it. Well, as long as she has three asses instead of two, she'll wear what she likes. That's right. Um, <laughs> um, the, the, That's my the braided hair. <laughs> <laughs> you had to, Mary. You had. To. I had to. The beach ball was coming down, and I was either like spike it or strike it, girl. But you got to do something. Instead of they're called boobs, Ed. It's there's three boobs, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> They're all called boobs, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> They're all called boobs, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, yeah, no, that look. Um, the fact that she was able to take best drag, right, which I think a lot of queens and even viewers interpret best drag as, like, high pageant glam. Mm-hmm. And what... What Evie was able to do was do glam. Like, it looked expensive. 
and yeah. then keep keep Evie in there, right? In the similar way that like Nina, I saw uh, you know um, videos and pictures of her from the finale, like. She did that like paper doll kind of dress, right? It mm-hmm. was glam, but still Nina. You know what I mean? And I yeah. love that about Evie, that Evie is able to, you know, stay true to that oddball that is within her. I, her hair was gorgeous. The makeup was right. And I don't know how anybody could say anything wrong about this look. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that she really. You know, this week, I think she, we talked a lot with Nina, Nina West about, you know, taking notes and applying them. And it seemed this week like Evie had finally heard all the notes, had figured out how she was going to keep to her drag, but also like that she could also be beautiful and that she could do both and that there was a way that one was not sacrificed, one was not sacrificing anything for the other. Like she just, she figured out how to do her drag and drag race drag at the same time. And that's kind of, I think, I think that's really that's the challenge. That's the goal. That's, that's the, the challenge, challenge is can you do yeah. this? Can you do this drag that like people love and that we, that, you know, this competition kind of, you know, uh, favors in a way in terms of the challenges. Right. And, you know, I, I think to be a beautiful queen, I think you're going to have a better chance on the runway than if you're like a gross queen, you know, unless you're right. really interesting, but at some point right. they're going to ask you to be beautiful. And yeah, she yeah, figured they're going to say to do the brows. They're going to say, mm-hmm. make the wig bigger. They're going to say, cinch your waist. You know, they're mm-hmm. going to say, wear a breastplate. You know, they're going to go to that like, well, we want to see more female illusion, right? We're, oh, well, we want to see pageant. You know, they're going to want to see that you have versatility in a way. And sometimes it's like, yeah, okay, do it once. And then, you know, you can move on. Right. Um, and and some queens just choose not to do it, right, Tatiana? Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, but I think we learn that when they do do it and then they do it successfully, it's deuces, right? I think of Adore Delano. Mm-hmm. I think of now Evie Oddly. Um, Derek Berry failed, right? Right, right. Yeah, there's queens who figure it out and queens that don't. And I mean, it's – I think it's it's an interesting um, – it's an interesting lens of this competition that it's not just about you know doing well in these challenges, but it's about – how do you evolve your drag to a certain point or how do you play with your drag or explore your drag in a way that I don't know, like something happens to it in the course of the show. I feel like they, you know, and even like Bianca Del Rio. Well, well like, Mary, well, go ahead. Just, you know, just the first episode, like they told her, you know, you really need to soften your makeup. Like they want to see, they want to see some school for girls happening, you know? I see. Yeah. I mean, I think what happens on Drag Race so often is that queens hone in on actually how they enter the dress, right? Like they really get to figure out what their aesthetic is because they're challenged to change it up so much. So they figure out what the through line is. Obviously, you know, you think of a queen like Bianca Del Rio, it was always just about comedy and, and, and pushing her, uh, you know, effervescence through, right? Her her comedy through. Um, I think of Bob the Drag Queen, who, again, it was it was just about how entertaining Bob was um, that just stayed constant throughout um, on the runway and in the challenges. And I think, and that's also why I think both of us really love Nina is because we kept seeing Nina and how she entered the dress throughout. 
Um, and, you know, it was unfortunate she had to go home. Again, we talked last week why it had to happen. Um, mm-hmm. And I think with Evie, with Evie, we've seen the same kind of thing. It's like, oh, well, she's she's doing her oddball thing. Um, yeah. Some some weeks you might not like it. Some weeks you're kind of like, what was that? But it's still Evie. Yeah. I mean, I think that's, yeah. I mean, that we've talked about so many times, the, like the whole Ben de la Creme thing of like wanting to see Ben underneath De La. Like, I think that's mm-hmm. the, I, it's this interesting journey of like these drag queens realizing that, the star is not the character they put on. The star is the person they are putting on the drag. Yeah, right. That's the star. That's yeah. the artist. Um, what did what did uh, bitch pudding say about Abora? Uh, that that artist over there. Oh yeah, uh, that artist over there. Yeah. Oh, I love it. It's like um, it's like a thought. T h o t. T a o t. That artist over there. That artist over there. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Tout. <laughs> um, so, so Evie in the challenge, obviously, I think there was, I mean, everybody must have been going crazy watching this when she oh. did that, the backbend walk that looked straight out of The Exorcist. I mean, yes. it was so cool, uh, so well done, very well lip synced. Um, and she had the Sasha Valor entrance, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's some foreshadowing here. That's all I'm saying. Oh yeah. Listen, if you're going to climb up from behind the stage, I am going to throw all of the dollars I have in the <laughs> piggy bank at you every time. I just love that move. Um, <laughs> I just, I love, I love that, you know, talk about, you know, don't sleep on the turtles. She was, she was moving the manhole and climbing out onto the road <laughs> to, you know, Go fight for uh, running out of. She was Ninja jumping in the turtle van, and she was yeah, <laughs> like fueled up on pizza, you know. <laughs> um, Calling up April O'Neil, and, yeah, you know, telling her cowabunga, dude. Yeah, put yeah. on your, put on your. I'm always thinking of like the the April April O'Neil action figure, and she had like a yellow jumpsuit on. I don't know if she ever wore that on the show, but. Oh, of course she did, did in the she? cartoon. Um, yeah. In the cartoon, uh, she definitely did uh, most of the time. Um, not all the time, but most of the yeah. time. She also was. She also. April O'Neil had a very, very, very large chest. Like oh. it was really large. And if you remember the action figures, she was a member of the press, and so it said on her boob, "Press." Yeah. And so m- me and my neighbor Derek Johnston, um, uh, he he would always have shredder press her boob oh uh, i was very young and that he taught me how to do that so it was just like press press i was oh god anyway i just i just thought of that yeah, skills oh, skills memory. you'll never use in your life yeah <laughs> oh yeah. god and you're not supposed to press anyway um no <laughs> i want my nipples to press but right, i don't want to look like they're look levitating, like they're levitating. <laughs> um <laughs> uh so uh, I want to also then talk about her uh, her podcast, right? Um, with with Rue and Michelle, I, the podcasts. Normally, I'm very compelled by them. Um, I learn more about them, but these seemed very quick, right? And then yeah. they did a selfie. I was yeah. I, these just I, all seemed very kind of rushed. All we learned about Evie is Michelle giving her advice to let people in, right? Which I I felt like. It didn't feel, I guess in the theme of this episode, nothing felt particularly new. Um, You know, I appreciated that Evie was kind of like, you know, she was 
doing a little bit of talking through tears. I appreciated that to keep it interesting. Mm -hmm. But I think, Mm -hmm. you know, this this whole podcast thing, what do I know about podcasts, right? But this whole podcast segment, it it's already a production of a podcast interview. Like Rue and Michelle ain't all, you know, glammed up. Like it it's it's you know, it doesn't happen next to the main stage. So it's already kind of fake. And it's like, okay, that's right. fine. We don't hear these episodes. Yeah. Yeah, right. these are never real episodes. It's all a performance. Fine. I don't care. But I think I think if that if there is that artifice and you want to create a real human moment, then you really gotta like put a little elbow grease into like creating a human moment. And I just yeah. I felt like we were having kind of, you know, generic you know, podcast segment conversations and then variations of Michelle, of Michelle trying to figure out how to say, you want to take a selfie with us? Like I, I kept thinking of like Valerie Cherish, you know, uh, practicing her lines in the kitchen, you know, it was just like, yeah, right, right. so you want to you take, a, take selfie a selfie with us? With us? You want to take a <laughs> selfie with us? Well, it works both ways. Yeah. Like, I just <laughs> <laughs> wake up, wake up. You want to take a selfie with us. Us. <laughs> you want to take a selfie with us. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I, Evie, it was fine. Evie's was fine. Again, there was just not much new. Um, you know, there was a little joke about the three sets of lips. I, there just wasn't much. Uh, so, yeah. I, I, you know, um, that's, that's kind of all I had for Evie. I did love how many times we heard Evie say, I'm Evie oddly and oddly enough. Like we kept, we heard that probably six times in the episode. Yeah, that's true. That was, um, well, well, there would be technically another criminal this episode. That was almost the criminal. <laughs> um, almost, yeah. I'm Evie oddly and oddly enough. I'm Evie oddly and oddly enough. I'm Evie oddly and oddly enough. Yeah, it was uh, over and, and over and over and over. And then the last time when he got her to go a little spooky, it got a little like children's theater for me. I was like, mm, no, like <laughs> it was a little too like child actor on the, you know what I mean? It was a little you too. You ruined it, Todrick. You ruined it. Yeah. yeah. Now it's a little too hocus pocus. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> It was just getting a little too, too much. Uh, uh, yeah, no, but I mean, it was a fine rap. Uh, the only, I guess the only, the, my, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I guess I can comment on this. But mm. the, the only thing that I didn't like about Evie's rap is that it was basically the same rhythm over and over and over. It was bum, 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 bum. It was kind of like a children's rhyme. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. I think, and in the in the final product like she does obviously the the move on the top of the bar but then she has this little uh. like nuanced moment where she like says something and then she goes like hoo hoo and then she like and it's like oh, i don't know what that oh, is it's i wrote it down i wrote it down okay i love that she says i loved it too and I, again that killed me she said um uh odd bless instead of god bless mm-hmm. it was odd bless and then aliu aliu yeah it was like aliu oh my god i don't whatever that was and she just looked gorgeous like Ugh, i know her face looked a little bit like tatiana like it was Ugh. she just i mean evie when she came out when she crawled out of there like sasha i was like okay yes. well this was the performance i was waiting for right uh, i mean there was uh i mean even brooke kind of had a, a primitive moment when during the lip sync that i think of with sasha and evie and you know what i'm talking about with that leg Oh, uh, the, the leg sweeping over. Oh, in her, in her, in her section. 
No, in her lip sync. Oh, okay. That's what I thought you were talking about. That's like my favorite part of this episode was that fucking yes, leg. That, exactly. Oh, I was like, you exactly. mean the leg? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. The it's leg. very um the, the leg. <laughs> it's very um uh almost like the grudge or the ring. Like yes. that just kind of like spooky my body is broken. I'm walking towards you. Uh and Evie mm-hmm. does it. Sasha did it and Brooke did it in that lip sync and I was like holy fuck yeah um <laughs> yeah when it, when someone looks like they're crawling out of like the heating vent in my apartment to kill me at night I want them to win yeah I just um what is that about right like what what is about that aesthetic that we're just kind of like Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like, I mean, it's funny because it makes me think of like Dragula where it's like, oh, yeah, you just, you know, like even though Dragula, that doesn't happen that much. It's like I like when queens get a little creature like, you know. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting that we're now we're kind of transitioning and talking about Brooke um, because uh, it the critique and I love Ross Matthews. The critique Ross Matthews gave to her was so well said. Just fuck it up a little bit. Right? Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and and I feel like that part of her lip sync was her kind of fucking it up a little bit. Yeah, you know, that, I mean, in, in terms of, like, that lip sync, I think that lip sync was an interesting kind of um, parable for, like, Brooklyn Heights, or just kind of a little, like, example of Brooklyn Heights, where she's in a ballerina's outfit because she's a dancer. I don't know if you knew that. Um, she does <laughs> most of it on point, which is really interesting. Right. But like, and again, I could I can barely keep a pencil on point, so I'm very impressed. <laughs> but uh, you know, I uh, if we've seen it before, it's kind of like, oh boy, that was really cool when you were the mummy and you did this. So right, but then so like it was a lot of like, okay, well, all of this is technically perfect. You look beautiful. You're nailing all the words. Like there's really nothing wrong with this. But it wasn't until like the last like little section where she fucked it up and she got all yes. like it got all like yes. emotional and she was like stamping her feet and like getting all into uh. it and and then I was like, there, this, 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 this is it. Like this is now you don't got be pretty, it. don't be pretty, don't be pretty. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Yeah. And um go ahead. No, no, I just I think that that's you know, I feel like that is the key to Brooklyn Heights being like a really like she's an amazing queen, but I think it's that stuff that makes her like a superstar queen. Mm. Yeah, I that's kind of what we've been wanting from her the whole time. And they speak about that to her in the podcast, right? How she's just kind of obsessed with perfection and that comes from her dancer background. And RuPaul, you know, I think he said this before. He's like, well, you know, it's kind of impossible. Right. right? Perfection is impossible. So lean into it. Of course, Michelle is like, well, you know, we encourage you to be to fall on your face and to fuck up. Uh, Because obviously, from a producer standpoint, it gives them a chance to build your story up or send you home. Um, so you just can't be perfect. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, the end of that lip sync for me was her not being perfect, right? Because even if we're going to talk about the video with Brooke, I mean, I loved, I don't know why Brooke was in the bottom, first of all, um, because I loved Brooke as Nomi Malone. I, I thought it was so good. Her on the stripper poles. I thought it was so good. What am I missing here? Was it the rap? Was I just not listening to how kind of mediocre the rap was? I don't know. I mean, I guess to be honest, and well, obviously we're going to talk about Silky and Akuria, uh as well, but um, I, I, I didn't find, I mean, I found, obviously it's all very impressive. They do all this in one take and there's a lot they have to do, but there were things that just felt kind of off about the first four girls that 
in comparison, Evie felt so right. So I think if Evie felt off, I would have thought, oh, maybe this whole thing was just, maybe I'm missing something or maybe they really had to edit this together. But Mm. I think a big part of it, I think the one thing I think that Evie did differently that everyone else wasn't doing is that she played to the camera. And I think that there was too much that Brooke did where we couldn't see her face. Um, This happened with Akira. This happened with Silky. This happened with Banji, where they were performing, but they weren't similar. Like, think about, like, All Stars 3 and think about how they were performing to the camera the entire time, you know, in that Mm. that number. Silky or Evie's the only one who really did something similar to that. And I think that's what makes this effective because – we don't have like a focal point. And if we're not seeing them lip syncing, I'm kind of like, well, isn't that like the whole, isn't that the name of the it's fucking game? It's the whole game? point. Yeah. yeah. It's the whole point. Yeah. So I kind of think that was what was off for me about Brooklyn was it felt, I felt like I was. It was a was, wide shot. It was a wide shot. Yeah. Uh, I felt yeah. like I was at a strip Evie, club in Calgary Evie watching was, Evie, it, watching Brooke. Exactly. Mm-hmm. In Calgary. Evie was able to take how, however far she was away and compel us. Yeah. With her mouth, with her face. Mm-hmm. Whereas it seemed to me like the other girls were, it seemed to me like the lip sync was second and they were really thinking about the choreography. Now with Brooke, I think Brooke nailed the choreography, but was like living in the choreography because she's a dancer. Yeah. So so the, so the lip sync wasn't as compelling, mm-hmm. even though she had the, the dance moves down. I think she was thinking more about how great the movement was. Yeah, you know, I, I think the, I think that it felt like she was nailing the moves, but she wasn't nailing the character or the energy or like what was right. supposed to be happening. Um, you know, and I guess you know beyond all of that, because obviously you know they they could have decided you know in editing or whatever that it was great, um, even if it's one take. I think there was also just the matter of like Brooke had four wins. I think they needed to like. They needed to keep it interesting. Was I mean, it four? You keep saying it's four. Is it four? Wasn't okay. Well, she won. Let's see. She won last week. She won the first challenge with the makeover look. She won. Um, so she the, won. The, no, she, she won, won the, makeover. the LAP. She won LAT. She uh, won LADP. LADP. She won the first challenge. She won the makeover, and I feel like there and was that's a, it. She didn't win another that's challenge. It. No, that's three. I thought there was another one in there that she had. Um, mm, nope. Well, she's been doing really well otherwise, right? Yeah. I mean, like, right. Yeah, she has. Yeah. yeah. She's Except been, for Snatch she's been very high. Was low point. Yeah. 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 She's been either a winning or high every episode except for Snatch Game. So, right. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think, did she win LADP? I guess she did. She won LADP. Yeah. She was the, uh, oh, no, no. Akira. Akira won that. <gasps> Well then, oh what? What did Brooke god. win? What did Brooke? Oh win? my god! Of course. Uh, wait, I'm gonna. <laughs> what? I'm, what? What did Brooke win? I'm gonna use. Um, I'm gonna use Google because this is what podcasters do. They look it up, and then they. Well, vamp. Uh, Mary, I'm. And you know what? I'm gonna find it faster. <laughs> wow. Well, um, you just, that's, so you just Brooklyn, know my laptop is slower, so. Um. <laughs> Brooklyn won the first challenge. She won uh, the fifth episode. Um, and the fifth episode was uh, the Monster Ball. Oh, of course. So she won all she the won looks. The, yeah, she won the Halloween when she was the mummy and the Trampy Trick or Treat. Yes, and the witch. Yep. That's interesting. She won all the looks based challenges. Yeah. 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 Well, and then she was, yeah, she was low at the second week, whatever that was. Uh, the second week. Oh, that, oh, that was, was the, the acting, acting challenge. challenge. That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Well, in any event, I mean, it's still three wins. I mean, Akiri's only got two. Silky's only got two. Evie's got one. She should have won this week, right. you know? Yeah. So yeah, she's still no, the front absolutely. runner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's something goosey about Brooke, right? Like, I, I, mm. I, 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 there are times that I don't, like, I'm kind of put off by Brooke because I'm kind of like, um, I don't. I don't see how we could be friends, right? But mm. then when she gets goosey, it's when she gets excited and she sounds like she has a cold. You know yes. what I'm talking about? Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yes. it's. I think we talked about, like, whatever, last week we talked about Nina West's chest voice. This is Brooklyn right. Heights' head voice. Yes. It is. Uh, uh, her head cold. Her head, her head cold, cold voice. voice. Yeah. yeah. Her. Uh, <laughs> yeah. She sounds like, um, what's her name on Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead when she's sick. Carolyn. Oh, Kathy. Kathy. Yeah. Kathy, yes. When she comes in to bring in the QED report. That's what she sounds like. (laughs) Oh, yes, Sue Ellen. Um, I, uh, yeah, I think she says, she's just like, I don't know anything about rapping. (laughs) She has that kind of like goofy laugh. Yeah. Um, And this is, and and that's when she explains the joke of like, I think my rapper name would be Feminem. You know, because, you know, like feminine and Mm -hmm. Eminem. Yeah, then she explains it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she explains. Yeah. Uh, um, Feminem is in the hizzy for shiz, boy. Uh, Sorry, I had to. I thank had to. you. I'm so I glad. And thank you um, to the Marys was... who tweeted us about it as well. <laughs> I see you. Cring- she, she was a little cringy uh, during the recording, right? Oh, I mean, she... I, I, she was cringy. It and was I, adorable. Well, it was and adorable because appreci- she was also aware of it. Yeah, that's what I say. I appreciated that she was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I have my fingers up. I don't know what it means. But <laughs> but then I mean, Brooklyn is so just like, I feel like if Nina was dad, Brooklyn is mom. You know, and <laughs> Akira's aunt Akira, and Evie's yes. that Evie's that cousin. She's that oldest cousin who went to like right, and- you know the liberal arts college. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have Silky as the kid who had too much coke after midnight. Yeah, and, yeah, Silky, uh, exactly. <laughs> and then you have the little sister Vanjie. Mean yeah. little sister Vanjie. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Aunt Sugarcane, she left earlier, you know. <laughs> Plastic Tiara is this newborn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's the youngest child. Yeah, yeah. she's, yeah, yeah. She's just a toddler, yeah. Um, so yeah, like I appreciate those dynamics. I I love that about Brooke though, that there is that goosiness in her that she doesn't want to let out. I'm just kinda like, girl, you gotta let that out. That's, well, that's, that's yeah, gold I mean, right there. Artistic interpretment. I was like, that was the most adorable moment of the episode for her. Yeah. So. Well that's I think I mean that's I think I mean I think that that's like the key. And if she figured that out a few episodes earlier, she'd probably be even more of the front runner. Like I think if she had figured out after her first lip sync that she needed to like fuck it up more and like really did it, Mm. then I think that she would be like the obvious winner of the season, even though who knows what's going to happen at the finale. Um, Oh, I mean, I expect her to get at least to the final, right? Yeah. I I don't, I don't, unless it's, unless she's against Evie. um, I, I don't see Akira or Silky beating her. Maybe Akira. I don't know. Um, But she is certainly a front runner to be top two. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I think a lot of people are probably hoping to see another Brooklyn Evie showdown after. Um, yeah. Sorry, not sorry. So, um, and I think if that happens, honestly, I see Evie winning. Oh yeah. Oh same, same. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like Brooke is gonna do the same. 
ballet moves that she knows, right? And the I, same yeah. kind of drops and all of that. Yeah. It feels like we've um, seen Evie, ev- like everything that she would have done or that she will do versus like Evie, where it's like, I don't know what the fuck she's going to do, you know? Right. And Evie can bring it in the face, I think, more than Brooke. Yes. I think that Evie sells the character, the personality more. Um, and that's, yeah, I mean, I think that matters. Uh, so, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Well, uh, Brooke, uh, she also thanks the girls for bringing out, you know, her inner shade coming out of her shell. It was kind of a nice little mirror moment that they were all having. It it does seem like Brooke kind of has emerged um, a little bit. Um, And then when she was talking to her two year old self to to Brock, um, she I I really enjoyed not enjoyed I got a lot out of what she said to herself mm. um, th- because you don't expect somebody that looks like that and is as talented as that to be to ha- to have those things to say do you know well, what I mean yeah I mean I think you know kind of going along with that I w- it, it kind of got glossed over but I think in the way that we've talked about Brooke and the way that we've kind of seen her and maybe our own perceptions that we've brought to like tall, beautiful Brooke slash Brock is that then, you know, Brooke reveals that at the age of 32, he's never had a boyfriend. And right. well, that is not necessary. I think it was kind of doesn't fall in line with the idea of, oh, you just must be, you know, you're just beautiful and perfect. You know, you're perfect. You're beautiful. You look like, you know, <laughs> Brooklyn Heights. And yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you have lots of boyfriends, you know, or you have. And so that was... When someone says that, like when someone says, oh, I've never had a relationship, I, I think I think no matter what, there's a story behind that. And, and it oh, doesn't, yeah. and it's again, not that it's necessary, but it's a choice or it's, uh, there's a narrative behind it. You know, that's all. I just, I'm always intrigued yeah, when I, I hear someone I, I, say I that. I don't want to make, I, I wouldn't make any assumptions, but, um, it, it doesn't, I, I mean, she didn't come out late, right? Mm-hmm. So there's obviously some sort of, fear of intimacy or you know maybe she's she's really invested in in her dance and what she's doing who knows mm-hmm. yeah i wonder do you want to talk about um miss dr reverend nutmeg ganache yeah let's i mean i i think i probably don't have a ton more to say on and i don't know why that is i i guess if i'm going to be really honest about silky i'm i I'm not rooting against her because that's petty, but I'm, I'm just kind of like, okay, well, I'm just not excited, you know, and I guess I thought I was going to be more excited. I guess I thought that she was going to come and like knock my teeth out with like, you know, what she did on the show. And while she was very funny and like there were a lot of moments where she was very charming, I get, I, I think that the messiness and I, not a perfectionist about Queens, but the messiness, I think after a while started to kind of feel like. Um, that that she was in over her head. I think maybe Todrick or someone said that that she seemed to have been in, a bit in over her head in this competition. Oh wow, yeah. I don't know how I feel about Silky. I know that you know there in the in the past with how she's done. I have certain feelings about that. I there's something that I still find just very charming about her. Um, a, a kind of how how she is in talking heads. How she's able to kind of conduct herself in different scenarios and. Um, can use that through line. I guess it seems familiar to me because she seems like the type of person, especially from what's come in Untucked, uh, she 
talked about this, but you know, she, her, her huge personality was her insecurity um, and her, how she acts in different settings. The, the fact that she has to kind of adjust to each setting so that people will like her or so that she can hide herself or hide how she's feeling. I can certainly relate to. So there's, I, I do have a soft spot for Silky in a way. And I know that's, you know, contradictory to a lot of the things that I've said in the past, but this episode, you know, if we're calling it forgiving Silky question mark, um, I, there is a part of her that I'm kind of like, all right, I see a little bit more of you and I, and you're aware of it and I'm okay with it. Um, I, I, I do want to point out that in, and I, again, this goes back to like rigor Morris, but Silky had the shortest to lip sync in the challenge. Um, yeah, I don't know what that was about. She, I, I, she had eight bars of rap and then that was it. Whereas everybody else had eight bars of their rap and then they had to do eight bars of RuPaul. Mm hmm. Yeah, I noticed that particularly with Akira, where it just felt like she had to she had to kind of vamp for a little while till they got to Brooklyn, you know, and <laughs> and I think maybe yeah. Brooklyn had to do the same, where it was just like yes, Brooklyn did the same, and then Vanjie Vanjie actually had the most. Vanjie had eight bars of rap and then sixteen bars of Rue, and then then they had that like Vanjie Van 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 Vanjie yes. moment, <laughs> and she she had yeah exactly, and she had uh, and I not that she had a lot to lip sync. But that was still dance moves that she had to do. And then Evie had eight bars of rap and then like four bars of her just riffing. Mm -hmm. And then that went into, you know, if you're going to count this for Silky, Silky kind of including the big girls and whatever and whirl twirl. I guess that counts. But um, oh, that not, part at the end. Not, yeah. Not the same way of doing it all in a row like Akira did or Brooke did. Yeah. And like, you know, Silky at that point, everyone was with her and she was just like screaming at the top of her lungs twirl twirl like right. she was, it was just like she just she she didn't it didn't it sounded like she was just like emptying the tank like she was just like i'm done i'm done i fell on the floor i've been i've been doing this two days now <laughs> just fucking twirl like she just twirl. <laughs> twirl. Um, well and you know speaking of her you know falling on the floor in untucked i i had to laugh out loud when she Brooke kind of pulls her up and then she still can't like stand up straight because she can't bend in that yeah. corset. Oh, it was well, so it was so comedic. I mean, if she uh, had I, to lip sync, I don't know what she was going to do. Oh my god. She well, she was ready. She would have taken it off, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> it would have taken her like the whole song to take that thing off. <laughs> yeah, she would have done it. Um yeah, she I you know, I didn't hate the rap. I thought it was fine. Um, the lip sync was fine. It just seemed really short. Um, her yeah. runway I liked. She was wearing a curious wig. So uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a curious double D Devonport. It was like, who is this? Yeah, they're they're definitely bringing Silky. Like, there's a story of keeping Silky, um, and I wonder if that means she's gonna win. You know, like I don't know what's going on. Um, I think if I, she I really wins, don't. I think if she wins, I, I, it would be like if Adore Delano won season six, I'd be disappointed, even though it's not like, oh, she's awful. I'd be disappointed because she's not, she was not yeah. the, the best queen. And I think that there were things that she got passes for because she was charming that were like, at a certain point it was like, oh God, like this is. Other queens have like done a percentage of this and you've booted them out the door with, you know, 
you know, without without finishing a, a sachet away, you know, it's like, yeah, it's just incredible. And I think that's just that's the thing is it it goes back to that idea of like drag race being, you know, wanting it to be a meritocracy and, you know, mm-hmm. really like being attached to that idea that like the best queen wins. And like, I don't think that Silky was the best queen. She's certainly not of the top four if we're just comparing like performance in the show. Yeah, I I agreed. Um and again, it's not to knock Silky's drag because it's it's valid. It's just in in the context of this show, I can tell that they're keeping her. So mm-hmm. uh, it it makes me root against her. Exactly, um, which is un- which is unfortunate because I'm being manipulated instead of trying to like just celebrate what I like about Silky. Would I go to a Silky Ganache show? I probably would. I probably would go check it out and see what see what what that's like. Um, I yeah. can't imagine that it would be not entertaining. You know what I mean? Sure. I'm sure that it's a good time. Uh, I Yeah, I I think all these queens, it's like, well, see how they do when they're on their own schedule, doing their own thing. Um, right. And evaluate from there. Yeah, certainly. Um, what did you... Oh, well, maybe we could talk about Untucked last. But uh, let's talk about Akiria. Um, 10-year-old Gregory. Uh, I love that he's Gregory. I keep thinking about his his uh, aunt and grandma calling him Gregory. Hi, Greg. Oh, oh that video. <laughs> oh, my God, that video, that reaction. Uh, uh, you know, it's funny. It's funny you bring that up because I was thinking about that untucked and when Akuria just, you know, BSA'd across the room. And <laughs> then this, you know, this episode, she was so... There was something about her where, like, she didn't. I really like Akira. I think that she's really talented, but something about her just felt very flat this episode, and I don't know what it was. Agreed. She she didn't pop. And yeah. Even when she was, uh, she had that great, you know, narrative about raising her brother's child and mm-hmm. reading lyrics like she's delivering an Easter speech. Uh, she, I mean, she's charming. She's great, but man. When she, we got to the main challenge, I mean, Akira didn't know the words is what it yeah. looked like. And I think that her, you know, the, the vamping that she had to do in the in the video was it particularly kind of felt like the the spinning wheel of death on a Mac. You know what I mean? Like it, <laughs> it, it definitely felt like the hourglass was filling with sand while I was waiting for America Online to load, you know? Oh, um, totally, totally. It, I, I, you could just feel it, and I think it was so interesting that they were like, oh, we really got the energy we were looking for in the final challenge. I think just Akira did well enough to continue on to the finale, but this definitely wasn't, like, we've we've seen her pop way more than this. Yeah, and even her runway was gorgeous, and we've seen it. I was yeah. I was kind of like, well, go a step up, you know? If this is her yeah. best drag, I'm like, your best drag was mm-hmm. when you had that like chandelier uh, menorah on your head, you know? Yeah, like swap those two looks because like didn't this one have a little bit of fringe on it? Like that one right, to me yeah. felt like best drag. This made me, it reminds me of, and obviously we're going to record this episode uh, today, but Drag Race Thailand, it makes me think about Bandit where it was like, this is amazing, but this is kind of what I expect from you every week. Like you exactly. need to kind of step it up. And yeah. I just, I I definitely felt after this week, I was like, okay, well, maybe Akira is just like a really strong finalist, you know? Yeah, and maybe she'll do really well in the final. Who knows? I would have put her in the bottom. I would have put her in the bottom against Vanjie if I was going based on runway and the challenge. I, mm. I thought they were the lowest. Not that they were the weakest, but they were just the lowest. 
um, yeah, in terms I could, of what they produced. I could see that. Yeah, I could definitely see that. Um, I I would not be disappointed if Akira kills the finale and wins. I think that'd be Same. A, a fun surprise. I'd love uh, that. I would love that. I would love that. Yes. I'm sure people would, you know, hate it. I'm sure there's a lot of people would be disappointed because it. She's not she's giving the reality. Yeah. Well, she's not giving the reality TV of any of the other three, you know. And so that's really like, if you think about it, like if we think about RuPaul's Drag Race, the competition and the reality show, and granted, the finale is a whole other show. Brooke, Silky, and Evie have have been delivering on the reality TV front. Akira has Definitely. not, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Brooke. Do you think Brooke was delivering on the reality TV show front? Because she she gets read this whole episode, you know, about not having a personality or not having as much of a personality as the other three. I think Akira certainly had, you know, she was stirring the pot a lot behind the scenes. Well, Brooke she had was, the relationship, you know, Brooke had Brangie. Oh, right, so right. She, like, that's what she had yes. going for. Um, okay. Otherwise, yeah, no, she's I mean, otherwise, Akira was certainly keeping things more interesting. Um, though they're both best supporting actress winners, Brooke being, you know, uh, Canadians afraid of conflict in, a, in the untucked room and Akira, you know, melting down over her video message. So like they both have popped, you know, and been the most interesting people of the week. But I thought, I thought you said they both have topped. <laughs> well, I mean, potentially, who knows? I, you know. <laughs> I, I something. I mean, talk about a, a Chihuahua hump and a golden retriever. Something tells me. I don't know. That's what I imagine. I imagine those big old dancer legs, big old horse legs in the air. Horse legs, yeah. 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 I'm oh, back with a vengeance. I... <laughs> I'm close. <laughs> I'm close, bitch. I'm close, bitch. Play with my nipples, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh god um, <laughs> i could just imagine if you know <laughs> this is dirty mary if sorry mary's fast forward if vanji was on the bottom just backing up into brooks and miss oh, vanji yeah. <laughs> <Ms. laughs> oh i mean if that if they have not done that at least once then they are missing out on an opportunity <laughs> oh man Oh God, uh, Vanessa. <laughs> Vanessa. Um, I want to talk about you know just a quick little blurb. Um, Todrick Hall in this episode. Obviously, we've had thoughts about Todrick Hall. Todrick Hall. First of all, we have to. I just have to say, for me, Todrick is not only gorgeous, but he's super, super talented. Correct. Of course. Oh my God. Again, like who would I be to read Todrick Hall on anything? Uh, right. He he can right. put a sweatshirt on better than I can. So like, um, <laughs> I'm you know, and I'm practically a shut-in. So I should know everything about sh- sweatshirts. It's not true. I want to be a shut-in, but um, a dream of it. I just want to lower a bucket to have food placed in it so I can bring it up to my window. <laughs> But I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, <laughs> but all that being said, no, Todrick is stupid talented and, like, very good looking. And I would have to say I think he was a little bit a little bit nicer this episode than we – a little bit softer with the queens, you know? Right. That's also why I wanted to bring that up because I wonder if he got any feedback or heard the flack from the fandom. Because, uh, yeah, he wasn't – he certainly wasn't shady. He wasn't necessarily producing – 
drama the way that he has in the past. Uh, there was drama in what he was doing in the sense of like when he led them off stage and such. But yeah, he it was a little bit more focused and a little bit more about uh, kind of having fun with the girls, mm-hmm. um, especially Brooke. I loved when he was reading Brooke. This is hip hop. Um, mm-hmm. It was it was a, a really cute moment. I, the weirdest moment for me during that rehearsal was when he's like, oh, and this is Jenny. Hi, I'm Jenny. And then we never see her again. <laughs> I forgot about Jenny. There was a Jenny. This is like a, a, I know. He's like a Mandela inter- effect I, I, thing. <laughs> I don't remember Jenny at, I watched the episode like two, two or three times. I don't remember Jenny at all. <laughs> yeah, he introduces Jenny and then like vanished. <laughs> Man, wow. Um, yeah, no, I mean, that that's... Uh, Who's Jenny, you know? Who's Kahani <laughs> Montrese? People who are apparently on this season that I don't remember. <laughs> Kahani Montrese, right? Well, you Kahani know, when Montrese. They the que- yeah, when they brought the queens back, it's like, where's Raja? Yeah. And Mercedes <laughs> and Kahana. <laughs> and yeah, right? I was like, yeah, Raja's not there. You know, I mean, there's other. Like, I wonder if that'll come <laughs> up in the reunion. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that will, right? I doubt it. I doubt they will mm-hmm. talk. Well, about I think, that. like, didn't Kahana not want to do it? Wasn't that the reason? Co- well, yeah, I mean, that's allegedly, right? Who knows? Right. Who She's knows? like, yeah, no, I'd rather not be on TV again. I'll just stay here and work a Thursday night at my home bar. Somehow I don't <laughs> believe that, but okay. Okay, work. Agreed. You know? Agreed. Well, p- well played, Mary. That's right. Uh, like Kahana's got true. a smart mom. She'll tell her what's to, what to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's true. That's very true. Oh, at all. Um, <laughs> oh, at all. Oh, at all. Uh, living my life. Um, yeah. Coco. Although Coco, when she came on the show for a second time, did not go well for her. So no, no. I mean, she did that that little that little dance with her angry face on. <laughs> That dress. What does she look like? A bag caught in the wind. She's just like a <laughs> one of those. One of those. What's that thing where you pull the string and the and the thing the angel flies off the off the little pedestal? <laughs> a pretty dancer, a fly dancer. Yeah, fly dancer into the fire. <laughs> yeah, into the fire. I love that. Into the fire. The the gif of the fly dancer going into the fire is Valentina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my top five favorite lip sync. Is I don't. I, I mean, gif. Favorite lip sync. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Yeah. I do love when yeah the kid reacting. It was yeah, it's so great. Yeah, yeah, the thing <laughs> flying into the fireplace between that and the Oprah looking around and then putting her oh, hands out and doing that. Oh, I, yeah, well, I love that gif. I fucking love that gif. <laughs> or like Nina Benina Brown at the reunion, pointing and in, in oh, the yellow pointing. thing, nodding pointing, and pointing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, those gifts. Um. So, so, uh, we kind of we talked about the lip sync. I I think it's worth mentioning. I call it Brangy Bowl. Um, mm. I it it's worth mentioning that I feel like this song Pride, a deeper love, could have happened last week while Nina was in that get. Oh, you. I mean, and like, here's the deal, right? Like, a, you're right. B, you're right. C, it would have been perfect because Nina, yeah, and and Silky, I think that Silky could kill this song. Yes. No, yes. granted, I thought she could have killed no scrubs, but same. Uh, <laughs> she she should have stuck to the rivers and lakes that she was used to. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that she could have. This would have felt like Silky's moment to like redeem herself. And honestly, if that was the lip sync and Silky destroyed it and Nina lost, I would have said, well. 
this i i accept we it. have this at least we, ha- we have yeah. this yeah we, we got to see silky kill this lip sync it's a great song um right. i could also see nina killing that song not for nothing i know i know well we did get the leg so the leg i mean i that... get up out of bed yeah ugh. i mean ugh. oh that leg i just yeah, that that when she did that, I was like, okay, 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 all right, guys, listen, <laughs> you got to give it to her. You got to give it to her. I mean, I, I I do have to say, Vanjie, I will see Vanjie perform anywhere. Vanjie is oh. a fantastic lip syncer. She was giving me all the dirt of this song, and mm-hmm. Brooke was kind of giving me this like high art, obviously, you know, Sahara Davenport giving me the art, and then she she went down into the dirt with Vanjie, and that's when she won it. I agree. I think that, like, I mean, when you think back, like, to Vanjie's, you know, No More Drama lip sync, where she did, she brought the, like, the humanity to it. And I, I, yeah, I would see Vanjie perform in a second. I think that she's charming. I think that she's super talented. Um, I don't need her to be good at challenges on Drag Race, you know? No. Like, and and the other thing about Vanjie that I love is I feel that if I met her, I would get exactly what I saw on TV and she'd be nice to me. Yeah, yeah, she seems like, you know, underneath all that, underneath all that grit, and you know, all that, uh, all that, you know, Brooklyn Queens Expressway realness. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. okay, yeah. Yeah. You know, she's a Brooklyn queen, you know? Um, Because of Brooklyn Heights, that's her boyfriend. Have I explained it? There we go. (laughs) I got it all, Mary. Did you get it? Should I explain any more of it? Okay. Thanks for Um, explaining that joke, Mary. Yeah, you're welcome. I know people love when we do. So, um... (laughs) Listen, if you're going to tag us and tweet us, I'm going to call it out shadily on the on podcast. <laughs> Don't ask for seconds and get mad when your plates fall, girl. So <laughs> Not today. Uh... So, um anyway, um yeah, I I think that Vanjie seems like a good egg and um I don't know. Yeah, I like her, and I think that's the stuff that matters. And and if somebody likes you as a queen, they'll see you do anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why her after the show is going to be great. And, again, Silky, I think, just needs to show that she can perform. Um, and that's all she needs to do. And I hope she does it in the finale. I really do. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, I mean, in the spirit of, like, you know, Dragula or Drag Race Thailand, ultimately I want a good show. So... I don't want, I'm not here, you know what I mean? Like, I want to see queens do well. I don't want to see, I'm not here to see queens fuck up. Because, I mean, I, I don't ever want to see Asia O'Hara's performance the finale again, because it was miserable. Like, why would I yeah, want right, to see that right. again? But I I'll watch, I'll watch Sasa, 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 I'll watch Sasa Vava, I'll watch Sasha Valor <laughs> repeatedly, because it goes well. Yeah. I, in speaking of this lip sync, what was so funny to me and I mean, I don't know. It, it. I only realized that the second time I watched it. But during Untucked, like, they're like, oh, yeah, I wonder who's going to lip sync. Hmm. Hmm. And mm. then it's just the Silky, Akiri, and Evie, like, little, you know, the view. Um, and Brooke yeah. and Vanjie are in the back practicing and lip syncing the whole time. The whole time. Um, <laughs> and like, and meanwhile saying like, oh, I hope it's not us. I'm like, yeah. girls. You're, we know, we know that you already know. Right, right. Everybody knows the fact that you're back here, you know, with headphones on, and the three of them are up there talking about, man, this was really fun. We did really well. Like, <laughs> none of them, they, they didn't even edit out 
Silky, Evie, or Akira practicing. So, no. it's, I mean, they, they knew. They knew already. Uh, and I think they knew. The producers were like, yo, practice this lip sync. You guys are definitely going to be the bottom. Practice yeah. hard so that it's a good lip sync, you know? Keep and they're fighting. smart. And they're smart cookies. Like, they must have known that, like, okay, well, it's down to the final five. Right. Um, Vanjie knows she doesn't have any wins. They also know that the reality TV portion of the show, they, their relationship has been a focus point because they've made it one. And so, yeah. like, of course the show is going to use that as part of its competition. Right. And they're not they're not admitting on the show that they started dating before the show, right? Like, so obviously we know that there's a lot of falsities going on here, that the 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 relationship was produced even though it already existed but it was produced to have started on the show and it yeah, did i didn't realize all the details like this was something that happened beforehand no oh mary our uh, many of our marys were sending us the the interviews from roscoe's and stuff yeah oh they, yeah they, they started dating before filming and and then during filming obviously there were van moments there you know silky tried to help to get them to have conjugal visits in the hotel. Like, all of that was happening. Oh, that's right. A bunch of Marys did send us that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, I think we talked about the whole Brangy thing early on, that, like, this this might not be a plot line for us, you know? Like, this might it's be just, for Yeah, it's people. not for us. It's not for mm -hmm. us. It, it was very, um, uh, you know, not to make a Hunger Games reference, but to make a Hunger Games reference, one of the things that saved... Uh, saved Katniss and uh, that, that cute little boy from Peta. The Kids Are All Right, Peta. Oh, you know. See, oh, Mary? I know. I know these You things. know young adult fiction. I read um, the book. I saw the oh, movie. Oh, good. So did I. Um, so Katniss Everdeen and Peta Malak, um, the, the thing that saved their lives was the Capitol was pushing their love storyline, and they wanted to have that be the storyline instead of it being... Uh, you know, this act of rebellion that they were going to kill each other, right? Yeah. Or that they were going to commit suicide and none of them were going to win. So, uh, yeah, it, it was kind of like, instead of, uh, it would seem, yeah, go ahead. I was just saying, instead of get these cookies, it was get these berries. Yeah. <laughs> get these yeah. berries, Peta. Um, uh, yeah. So, um, sorry. Um, so, uh, it, it seems like very Hunger Games. Was that your Cynthia Lee that, Fontaine? <laughs> No, that was my that was my mocking Jay. No, um, I know, I know, but oh. <laughs> I was just explaining a joke. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. Mary. Oh God, we're gonna get so much shade. Um, <laughs> Summer vacation's already here. You know, like <laughs> pop a juice box and get over it. You know. <laughs> Put some butter on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. So anyway, so again, I, the Hunger Games, they were producing stories, right? To yeah. To sell to everybody. This is, a, this is a story that they were selling to the fan base of being like, oh, this love story. It's like, no, no, no. All of it was produced for you, for you to in, indulge and for the drama of the lip sync. And we got the kiss at the end and it was beautiful. We got it all. Yeah, we got to see drag queens kissing on television. So, I mean, yeah. you know, it's uh, like, uh, yeah, it's kind of like with Silky. I'm not going to root against it, but it's probably not the one I'm cheering for, you know? Right. Um, do you want to, do you have anything else? Do you want to do some predictions? Um, yeah, I don't think I have anything else. I think, um, 
Vanchi, I guess I'm assuming she lives in LA and that's why she was just packing up those like rubbermaid boxes and putting them on a <laughs> on a dolly, right? Cuz I don't see Delta feeling good about that. I'm not talking about Miss Work, you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, she lives in LA. Yeah. Yeah, it was just like, "What? What is this?" Uh you know, bring this back to your self-storage locker like <laughs> stick this in the attic, you know. <laughs> Um, so that was the only thing I noticed. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, my predictions, I honestly, at this point, this is more of like a prediction slash what I'd like to see. Okay. A prediction is that Evie oddly wins, but if I'm in, but if I'm looking for a surprise, Akiria. Okay. My prediction is, uh, who I want to win is Evie oddly. Uh, I think the surprise for me would be Silky. Mm. And uh, the other one that is the safe bet is Brooklyn Heights. And I feel yeah. like the safe, the safe bet is probably what's going to happen. But uh, I really want Evie Adley to win. And then obviously, you know, I'm always up for a little surprise. So Yeah. Well, and I guess, and if I could just be all right, Mary, about it, it's like, well, let's see if the one white queen wins again. <laughs> totally. Right? Like, what right. would happen? What How many- would fucking happen? <laughs> that happens so many times. I know like, the thin, the thin white queen. Yeah. We always have like one. Like how many seasons have been one white queen, three queens of color? Like all stars four, right? All stars four, yeah. all stars three. three. Yep. Season eleven, season ten. I yep. know wasn't, um, but you know what I mean. It's just like like sheesh. I hear you, Mary. I hear you, Mary. Um, funny Ooh. how that happens. But anyway, yeah. I, none of them got, they all got there on their own merit. I'm just looking at facts and figures. That's all. Oh, yeah. And I, you know, Bob the Drag Queen and Monet talk about this all the time. Like, you know, Drag Race is one of the most diverse reality yeah. shows. And there's been more winners of color than not. And all of that. So Totally. The odds are in the right direction. Um, they're in, odds? They're, oh. the, the odds. The odds are in Evie's favor. <laughs> 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 Things are looking low for Brooklyn Heights. <laughs> <laughs> Things might not be so silky for Miss <laughs> Nutmeg Ganache. I don't think she's going to have a smooth run to the finish line. <laughs> I don't see Akira winning this one. <laughs> no, no, Akira won't be carrying the bag or the crown, if you know what I mean. Um... <laughs> Akira, see you later, Davenport. Yeah, I. <laughs> Um. <laughs> uh, that's so it, yeah. Mary. That's it. Um, that's it. There we go. <laughs> that's it. Uh, Marys, if you have any thoughts on this final episode before the reunion, uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter at All Right Mary, or you can email us, better yet, at All Right Mary Podcast at gmail.com. Or if you want, you can find us on the web at www.allrightmary.com and you can email us there. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. If you want, you can follow me on Instagram. I am. I will be tweeting about Game of Thrones tomorrow, uh, the finale, I'm sure. Uh, you can see some drag queens. Uh, I recently saw a show uh, after uh, a very long rehearsal on Wednesday. It was uh, a queen named Busted. Um, I saw her at pieces and Mary Colin, if you're looking for a queen that is kind of messy drag and very Tammy Brown, 
I got to send you some of these videos I took up busted. You will. She, I, me and about four other people were the only people laughing, but mm. we were laughing really, really hard because we were listening to the character that she was promoting. So uh, anyway, all these other queens were just, or these uh, patrons at the bar were just kind of talking, but man, busted was, I mean, she was killing it. Uh, and only four of us were noticing so i highly recommend uh just seeing what busted's all about anyway uh that's my instagram at johnny also all right well thanks for the reco i'd love to see more of uh Ms. busted uh folks if you want to get more of me being busted you can hear me on my podcast in the details a celebration of nuance um you can also get more of me on twitter at colin drucker on instagram at colin drucker underscore and you can get more of both of us on patreon.com backslash all right mary where um we're kind of on a similar schedule recording wise we're just about to record our kind of top five episode for drag race thailand season two um so we've got drag race thailand and a whole shit ton of other things you can check out at patreon.com backslash all right mary all right mary so the last chance lip sync this week i i was already with one i was like oh this will be a great one um, but because of recent events, obviously those in the U.S. and maybe even outside the U.S. know that Alabama <clears throat> just passed, uh, you know, a, a, an act of sorts, a law uh, about abortion, um, basically uh, banning all most types, if not all instances where someone would get an abortion. Um, and it it's shaken us all up. Um, if you want to know more about it, you can go to stopabortionbans.org. I know that uh, me and many people from my office day job, we're going to the Stop the Bans March on Tuesday, May 21st. Uh, you can actually go to that website, stopabortionbans.org, and find out uh, if there is going to be a march for Stop the Bans in your city. Um, if you are not a marcher, I am certainly with you. Sometimes it's just a little bit uh, it doesn't seem like much is going on with them. You can certainly donate to the ACLU who's suing the state of Alabama, um, or you can donate to a local Planned Parenthood. Um, I usually recommend donating to a specific Planned Parenthood instead of just the organization, because there are specific ones, particularly in Alabama, particularly in the South, um, where the, they don't normally see the funds. Um, so it, you can look those up and find those and then find out how to donate to those specifically. But with all of that said, um, I some of the choices I had for this theme, the first was None of Your Business by Salt and Peppa. It's a great song. Um, it didn't win, came in third. The other one, um, because the, the line, Alabama's got me so upset, um, all week, Alabama's got me so upset. It's from Mississippi Goddamn by Nina Simone. But since Nina went home last week, <laughs> mm. um, I, I decided on a different queen. Um, the third place winner in The Voice, wrongly so, Kyla Jade um, singing Leslie Gore's You Don't Own Me. Um, a fabulous song, and her rendition is gorgeous. Uh, so we're going to leave you with a little of Kyla Jade, You Don't Own Me. Um, and, uh, you know, if if you don't want to be political, that's fine. I'm sorry if I bored you with my politics. But, you know, I think we have a, a duty um, as humans to to speak up when there's injustices. So that's that. this is my platform. So that's what I'm doing with it. Well, something tells me that if you're listening to All Right, Mary, then this should resonate with you already. And if it doesn't, then you're already listening to Pod Save America or some other podcast at this point. So it doesn't matter. So um, 
I'm I'm on board, Marys. I can't wait to listen to this. And um, thanks for you know keeping it real. And all right, Mary. Thanks, Mary. Uh, we'll see you next week, guys. I mean, girls. I mean, everybody. See ya. You don't own me. I'm not just one of your many toys. You don't own me. Don't say I can't go with other boys.